All right, everybody. It's the ID84 show live here, episode 205. We were on last week, right? Yeah, we were here last week. No, yeah, no. yeah, we just no, we, we were, yeah, we were, yeah, we were yeah, yeah. We weren't on the day before Thanksgiving because we were both of us were not in any shape or form to be performing on That's the true. uh on the thing on the internet show, you know. So, I hope you guys all had a good week. We had a good week. It's kind of been a I don't know, lackluster. Well, what is that? No, oh, that's your microphone. That's my. It sounds yeah. like someone being choked to death. I get like, I get like, <laughs> literally, like, yeah, it's terrible. I get like WD for these. Telling you, man, uh, Amazon, you can get a good deal on some mics. Well, I'm not gonna invest anything until I get the new studio built. Then we'll figure it out. There. You know, we may be canceled by then. See, who knows? Yeah, you know. Who, who knows? We have a guest tonight. He'll be joining us a little bit later. Yes, uh, about probably about ten minutes from now. Yeah. Chanel Omari will be joining us in about uh, 10 past eight. Yes. And uh, we'll be digging into uh, what she's got going on here on the show. Yeah, some comedy stuff. And uh, yeah. Prince, uh, she was a princess of Long Island and on Bravo several years ago. And it's funny because yeah. I'm the princess of Revere. So we're going to have a lot to talk about. So you mean prince? No, princess. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> So what has changed in the last week since we've talked? Um, well, the Red Sox aren't playing. They're in strike. Yeah, they're on strike. The, the other 30, 29 teams. Um, Jesse Smollett. I did not know he was in the Mighty Ducks until I Googled his name the other day. And then his yeah. IMDB popped up and I seen Mighty Ducks. And I go, what? And I thought it was like, and then I realized he's the kid in the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. yeah. And what? Did, so I, have, you been, how you been, how you been following the case at, at much? I, I have not. You've actually been the person kind of filling me in. as things Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't look very good for him. I mean, I think it's pretty much cut and dry that he faked and, you know, you know, made the whole thing up. But and then the two guys who he hired um, pretty much sold them down the, the, the river. But it was very interesting today that. um when they they put Jesse on the uh, stand for cross um, you know examination, he said that he had a sexual um, relationship with one of the guys, and he was just very mad, and that's why he's lying because they were performing mutual masturbation on each other. This is what, I'm, I'm not, my, this is what they said. I'm not making this yeah. up. Oh God! But forget Jesse Smollett, Smoller, Smollett, whatever. Um, I really want to know about. Um, Jazine Maxwell, why haven't we been? Well, I okay, I know why that case hasn't been on TV, but don't you think that's the case that should be on TV with a lot of high level, you know, celebrities and political figures who are involved in this shit? Well, Steve, here's the reason why that's not is because let's face it, um, Hollywood kind of doesn't want like because we all knew he was the tip of the iceberg. That's right. Right. And by putting her in the news, too, that might bring other things to life in the entertainment industry. And so this is going to be it's going to be trying to be kept, you know, isn't that kind of bullshit when you think about they had this poor kid in fucking Wisconsin out on the stands like for the whole world to like tear him apart. And then you have someone who literally has connections with high level political in and Hollywood figures who were diddling young girls and going up. to pedophile islands and all this fucked up shit. And no one gets to watch that on TV. 
The, the thing is, though, in, if they're going to try to cover it up like that and just kind of not go in, like try to not push that, it doesn't matter because in the end, yeah, it will come out. It will. Like all the, it will. And then it'll blow up because the media won't be able to ignore it. Yeah. So it's downhill and it's exactly. just a matter of it. Yeah. It will all come out eventually. Like, like, cause even look at like Kevin Spacey, right? How many years was he dealing with people that finally came out of Harvey Wine? Well, you know, and he was like, found innocent. No, at, Kevin Spacey was found fucking innocent. Remember in court because they couldn't yeah. produce the phone that the text messages were right. on. It was yeah, bullshit. Yeah. And they won. So that, but it doesn't matter. Cause in the court, of a diddler. Right. It, it was hilarious how that backfired and no, everyone forgets that. Like the, I, I think my Kevin Spacey story, right? Like, uh, so back in like 2006, I was doing a college movie for, it's a, for some girl that went to uh, Boston uh, college. And, uh, after we were filming this short, you seen the movie. I think I showed you before I played a stoner at a, at a like a, ra- a news station or whatever like that. And I had a uh, yes. spirit on or whatever. Yes. Um, so after we were done shooting, we were all just, you know, shooting the shit, chilling and stuff. And she was talking about how her internship was at some studio in Hollywood. And she was like a uh, assistant to like Kevin Spacey and how he was, a, he was, he was gay, but it was, he had such good publishers. They was always kept under the, the carpet that no one really knew about. And this is like, yeah. what, 10 years before all this shit goes out. And I always thought, yeah. like, oh, shit. And then you think about him like, maybe, yeah, maybe he is. And then all of a sudden uh, he's diddling the, um, a son of a newscaster here in the Boston area and uh, gets all over the news. And I know. knew somebody who knew, I hate doing this. I knew somebody who knew his assistant to mm-hmm. the second degree. Okay. And they said, and again, like you, this was like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. And they said, Oh God, he's really gay. Yeah. Right? And, and I didn't think anything of it. Cause I kind of roll my eyes. Every yeah. Time like, I yeah. You never know. Yeah. Like, yeah. but I, uh, I guess it was, you know, it's true. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, mean, I think, see, I think what, every rumor has a little bit of truth somewhat to it. Yes. I just won $187 for my wife. How'd you, how'd you pull that off? Well, we made a bet. And, um, oh, God, she had showed me a pocketbook she wanted for Christmas. And I said, I already bought you a gift. Mm-hmm. But then we made a bet on, oh, my God, the fuck? It literally was 20 minutes ago. I was correct. That's bad. That's bad. 20, 20 minutes ago. You forget it. That's yeah, not good, drinking, man. Since I got home, though. So that's probably not a good thing either. Um, yeah. Tomorrow. yeah. <laughs> Whatever work it was. Wise, and after work, he Googled it. And I was correct. It was. Oh, this is going to drive me fucking crazy. Now. 20 minutes ago, buddy. God, that's horrible, man. I, I'm not even capable of that. 20 minutes ago. Oh, All right. God. Purse. Christmas gift. One yeah, you got I got texture. No, you can figure it out. Nope, I'm not gonna be able to figure it out. Oh, that's bad, man. Oh, what? But she was money for me, wife. She was one hundred eighty-seven dollars because I was well, right. She's I, smart because you have another kid on the way. So really, where does that money go? Well, she What's asked that? me if it was a, a fact or an artifact, and I go, "You tell me if it's a fact or an artifact." It was just, it was a good enough morsel of information that. You could see and be like, ooh, I'm not quite sure. Mm. I just text her. So I'll get the information from her. But, you know. But other than that, Patriots are in first place. That's always a good thing. They are in first. Yeah. They are. They, yeah. uh, although that could change. I mean, the Bills, are, they're being little bitches right now. But the problem is, it still could change due to the invention of the forward pass, which we'll see when they come to Foxborough. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, this is another fucking terrible weather day like it was last uh Monday, hilarious. You know, where where a punt going into the wind 
went 13 yards, but a punt going against the win. Uh, oh, that's right. Oh, it was uh, 75 yards. Okay, I made a better for her. She wanted the bag she showed me was a Kate Spade bag. Okay, mm. who killed herself? Um, and I go, Kate Spade, sister in law of uh, comedian David Spade. And she didn't believe me. I go, no, I go, Kate Spade's married to David Spade's brother, or was before she killed herself. And she's like, no, that's not true. I don't believe you. And I go, I'll, I go, how much is that bag? And she says, $189. I go, I'll bet you $189 that I'm right. And guess what? I was right. I go, well, how well would you get the last name Spade? Come on, think about it. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I know. That's a good one, right? I mean, that's a good artifact. Yeah. Great artifact. She, but she, she believed that. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty bad. <laughs> oh, man. I'm right. Uh, but on that note, we should bring in our guest who. Andy uh, Spade is the older brother of David Spade. Yeah. 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 Married to Kate Spade, the late Kate Spade. It's true. The bag. Oh, oh it is true. It wasn't an artifact. Yeah, it was a fact. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you said it was not a fact. I lie nine out of ten times. And that one time, I don't lie. Well, you see, you and I have different philosophies on on the lying thing. You lie because you think it's funny. I don't lie Mm -hmm. a lot because I don't want to end up in a boy who cried wolf situation where I need people to believe me and they won't because they Mm -hmm. think I'm full of shit. And then you can't blame those people for getting mad at you when you say no. I'm telling the truth because you constantly lie. So if they don't believe you, you can't be mad. But and (laughs) and when I do cash in my lie card. People are automatically going to believe me. That's true. I like to do it so I can win bets. So people always think yeah. I'm bullshit. And so then I want to, one of these days, I finally will put some money on the line. And then they do because they're so certain that I'm going to be telling a lie. See, I, I'm I built I'm building credit for that one grand lie. Like, that's not yeah. my kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you are not the father. Yeah, I see. Yeah. So like, oh, shit. That is. <laughs> Fuck it. Hey. All right. All right. So we, so we bring our guest then. Let's do this. Her. So she's a stand-up comedian who's performed all over the clubs in New York City, and she's the radio and podcast host of Chanel in the City, a popular comedy channel podcast on iHeartRadio, and she's opened up for Cedric the Entertainer and has been seen on Bravo TV. Please welcome Chanel Omari. Chanel. Oh, let's see how good your time was. I was—I thought you were going to hit I know, right? That would have been great if I, if, they, if I hit that off perfectly. There she is. No! Hey. hey, guys, what's up? How you Nothing. doing? I was trying to time your intro with the lag. I thought the Man, minute I went off, I, you pop right in. But it's just, you can't, you can never nail it perfectly. No. It's okay, you can never nail it. Just uh, stand-up comedian will be just fine. That's all right. Oh, there you go. So how are you? Today? There you go. What'd you say? How are you doing tonight? How am I? I'm doing well. I'm actually, um, I just came off doing a lot of shows last night. So I look a little rugged down because um, I like to say it's like a comedy hangover because I look like crap because I've yeah. been out till 3 a.m. But, you know, it's the lifestyle. Yep. I'm, I'm Adam, by the way. That's obviously, that's already. That's, uh, nice to meet you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Sorry it's been like a while that we had to, you know. No worries. Yeah, you know, we, we need a we need a good space so that we can chat. That's right. Now we got chilled. Are you no, do you have any shows going on tonight? Or you... Yeah, we just I just did uh, the Grizzly Pear. I don't know if you guys do you guys have you heard of it? Uh, I've heard of it. I don't know much. Sounds about familiar. It. New York yeah. City, right? Or you did like an online show. 
wait, which show? Sorry, say that again. Is it? A, was it a stand-up show or was it like a uh, like a podcast show? No, it's it was a stand-up comedy show. Um, it's like a huge club in New York City. Basically, mm-hmm. all the comics like that's it's like a dream come true to like perform there because like a lot of tourists come through and a lot of big comics play there. But the reality show I did was, which is part of my stand-up, is called Princesses of Long Island. I'm on Bravo TV. Oh yeah, you, you have to put that in there, of course. Yeah, I mean, I, you have to. I mean, you got to uh... plug that in. I mean, I. I try to forget that show ever fucking happened. Can I curse on here? Excuse my language. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I, I really for, I try to forget um, because it's definitely it, it was a blessing and a curse. Obviously, the name, the title does not do me justice. And, you know, people are always judging me based on it. And they're always assuming this this yeah, this life, yeah. this yeah. this princess life that I have. Like, I get whatever I want. Meanwhile, I don't. And I have to fight for like tooth or nail for everything. You know, what yeah, I mean? like I was watching one interview said it's like basically 20 percent of the real you. You know, and yeah, I, I do wonder if something like that. I've always wondered this is what I want to ask you too. Does something like that? I, it is kind of a blessing to size because it gives you material to work with. But at the same yep. time, people judge you. Do you feel like in the end, like where that is, is do you feel like it's hurt you more, or helped you more? You know, that's a great question. Um, it's funny because somebody out. Yeah, we were talking about a little bit about that about it today. I, I feel like it helped me in some ways, but I also feel like it hurt me because I came from. So I came from a producing background. I produced for like Maury Povich, Anderson Cooper. So I was like a serious journalist slash producer. And obviously everybody in entertainment, anybody who tells you they won't do a reality show would be lying to themselves because it's an opportunity, right? So anybody should take it. I, I always tell everybody you, you have to take it, but be smart because mm-hmm. you also might not have longevity in it. Like it might last one season like me, which it hurt me in the sense that it wasn't a, uh, it was a one season show people kind of were like, okay, so who's this girl about? What is she about? She's, you know, we don't know if she has any background. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's just a one hit wonder. So that's what kind of hurt me in terms of like, I had to prove myself twice as much in the comedy world, twice as much in the entertainment world. You know, it it was really hard to transition, you know, out of it and and try to be relevant, right? Because like 15 minutes of fame, you're like so famous, everyone loves you. And then everybody hates your fucking guts. And they're like, who are you? You know, yeah. and I'm sure people look at that and like, oh, God, like this, they're expecting stereotypical yeah. Jewish princess because yes. Long Island and all that stuff. Yes. And it's yeah, like this yeah. bitch. She thinks her shit don't stink. Stink. Meanwhile, I wouldn't wish my life on my worst enemy. You know what I'm saying? But nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, it's true. No, I hear you. You know. I feel I, I tried out for a show called Wicked Summer, which was the spinoff version of Jersey Shore for the Boston area. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and. I made it to the second round and then they canceled the show because they didn't think it was actually going to go anywhere. Because at the time it was like the second season of, of Jersey Shore. So they were just kind of like throwing all that there, you know, seeing if it could stick. Now yeah. they look back on it now. It's been like, you know, 13, 14 years of Jersey Shore. They probably would have stuck. But then you had a bunch of Ginzos from No Shore of Boston walking around. Well, you know, it would have basically been Jersey Shore. Like that would have been great to see, though, because like I went to school in Boston. So, you know, college, I went to Northeastern. Okay. So. Yeah. I was able to experience the culture of Boston and that would have been funny to see, you know, yeah. Yeah. people I mean, in a reality show from Boston. I'm so right. shocked. They haven't yeah, followed that through. And that would we, be cool. we all looked like Paulie D at the trials. We all were. <laughs> it was like, it was and I, I, I went to college right across the street from you. I went to Wentworth. So, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. So we, we, it was around time. I was, I was still in school at the time and you know, all of us were tan. We all showed up we're at Faneuil hall. We we're all like ready to go for the, you know, trials. And, uh, it was interesting. And we're like, oh, shit, we might actually make the, you know, final cut of this and stuff like this. And then like we got like 
yeah, we decided not to go forward with it. We don't think there's enough uh, meat on the bone or something of that nature to get this thing growing or rolling or something like this. I'm like, ah, all right. I mean, I guess I guess it's kind of too close to New York to kind of be that idea, but. But you I, never know, they might revive it. And also th- th- it's interesting you say that because like reality shows, see, that's what people don't get. Like sometimes the network picks up the pilot, but it doesn't go to series. Sometimes it's like me where it picks up right away and it doesn't have longevity. So like in showbiz, you never know. Like I have a friend, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Chris Stefano. He's a huge stand-up comedian. And yeah. he was like, Chanel, I've had nine pilots. He came on the podcast. He's told me off the record. We, you know, he's like, I've had nine pilots and not never went on, on to full-time series. And he's like very talented, you know, so mm-hmm. it's never personal, but it just, I think it would, I, yeah, sometimes I do feel like it hurt me, you know, yeah. even in comedy, like people, I still have to get people to respect me and not be like, oh, this reality star, she thinks she could just come in and, you know, get on stage or get stage time. And she thinks she's funny, but she's not, you know, you got, you go through that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, I, actually, I actually get a lot of flack too, but for different reasons, it's because like what happens is people, women will think I'm Jewish and I'm not, there's nothing Jewish about I'm, I was oh, you're deceiving. I'm an infiltrator. I'm, I'm like an infiltrator. People think I'm Jewish. I, there's nothing Jewish ever about me. I was Protestant. I'm Italian and French Canadian, right? Raised Protestant, nothing, right? I have actually had women date me thinking I'm Jewish and then break up with me when they find out I, there's nothing Jewish about me. Right. I am. It, it's evil. <laughs> Wait, you're not Jewish. I thought I was getting involved with this podcast. So basically, <laughs> the Hollywood. yeah, I thought I was going to be like finding my Jewish next Jewish husband. What the fuck? Sorry, I got no money. I got no money. <laughs> it's OK. I love broke men. I love Italian men. I do not love Jewish men. I mean, I love my people, but me and Jewish men, you know, we never worked, you know, because no. they really want a princess. And I'm really like a down to earth frog. You know, it's like, yeah. hi, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. I, I really um, that's what was so ironic about the show was it was that I was so opposite of yeah, what a yeah. princess was. You know, do you are you any in any contact with any of those girls from that show still? Oh, no. Unfortunately, I, we were really best friends. So before yeah. the show, during the show, after the show, you know, when reality TV hits, it's like your friendship changes. I always tell everyone whether it's such a strong friendship or not, your friendship is always going to change because human nature, when money and fame are involved, it's like the devil. And so it tests your friendship over and over again. And I think I will always have love for them. Like, don't get me wrong. We, we, you know, we went through so much and nobody can understand what I went through during that time besides those girls. Mm. And I still like the other day, a comedian said to me, Oh my God, I, um, I ran into one of your castmates. She runs it, you know, she does something big in fitness and he, it just made me smile. Like I'll always have love for her, you know, no matter what happened. Do you know what I'm is saying? The, is that exactly. really true though? I feel like girls are a little different than guys. I feel like girls have that secret cattiness where we it's do. like, yeah, right. Right. Where it's like, it could be like, cause guys are the girls will be like, yeah, like Sarah, you're my best friend. And then, Eric, Sarah's a fucking bitch. <laughs> One of our former co-hosts was an extra for the movie Grown Ups 2. And then we were oh, back in like 2013. So he would come and do the show and like, oh, I can't yeah. do it tonight. I'm filming. We're late, whatever like that. And then you'd come in. One day he came in and he had sunglasses on. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? And he, yeah, said, he thought he was like, he thought he was like Mel Gibson. He thought he was going to be hanging out with Adam Sandler that night. <laughs> Here we are in some fucking dive studio in downtown Boston that smelled like weed and like garbage. And we're sitting there just talking around. I'm like, I go, oh, nice for you to join us today. He's like, I've been busy filming. 
like like he was like on set like i mean yes you were on set all day for three weeks straight because you were filming a big scene i get it but like the way he was talking like he was like yeah i might get a line what like get a line i'm gonna forget about you too yeah basically (laughs) and then i was just like what the fuck so after the show like what the fuck's wrong with you he's like Oh yeah, you know it's big time. You know I'm doing Hollywood stuff. <laughs> I remember when he showed me. He paused. He was showing me. We we're watching. Remember we were watching Grown Ups Two Year Old Place. He's yeah. showing me frame by frame where yeah, he, he is. He like jumped. He like <laughs> jumped over us to grab the remote control. He's like, wait, hold on. I got pauses. It was like on TBS. <laughs> there I am right there. You can see, my, you can see my shadow right there next to Shaq. Yeah. But so that's he, the thing. Is like it, it. it. Yeah, it changes you. Like you know, it changes like. Some of us grew, had an ego, you know, with the reality, with the fame, some people get to your head. You have a lot of ego. You have a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. Um, I always tried to stay grounded with the girls. I always tried to tell them, like, no matter what, don't let the show get the best of our friendship. No matter what, don't let the fame get the best of our friendship. No matter what, don't let the guys get the best of our friendship mm-hmm. or anything that any rock star or famous person would go through. Any reality star goes through, whether it's one season, 15 minutes to fame or, you know, like. Uh, set sex seasons and I would always try to have these conversations with them and it would always be like yes you're right yes you're right but you know everyone's different and then I realized I can't control everyone I got to worry about me too I tried to be the best of friend I could be I tried and you're right there's always catty shit with girls which is why I love hanging out with guys because I never fight with my guy friends because you know what a guy will just be honest with you and he'll never be mean about it he'll just be like yo Chanel you're crazy you got to like turn it down a notch but there won't be like an extended drama like set up or like vindictive you know what passive, i'm saying these passive aggressive passive aggressive yeah. that's what was happening a lot a lot of tweets passive aggressive i would think we were over one fight and then it'd be like oh no chanel is this or they would talk shit about me on other podcasts and i'm like yeah. oh shit i thought we were friends Ooh, uh, yeah. yeah that's fucked up that is yeah, guys for usually, like the drama or the yeah. story you know what i'm saying like i'm not yeah. a sellout like i'll never sell my friends out for fame if you told me like you'll get a million dollars or you'll be the most famous person tomorrow if you sell out one of your friends for fame, that's mm-hmm. not my style, you know. That's yeah. some people's style. Some people, but, yeah. Uh, girls are always passive aggressive of the shit they say. Like, oh, you really look. It's it's weird that you look good in that. Like kind of shit like that. Guys, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you know, like guys are just saying. I'm like, like, this is why guys fucking hate us. Because- <laughs> <laughs> like, guys would just be like, you're acting like a dick, dude. And like, you know what I mean, like. I will I will say this though, and I've gotten a little bit of flack for this. And you can disagree with me. Most women do. I truly believe that there are exceptions. There are a few exceptions to every rule, but I truly believe guys and girls can't just be friends. And for a couple of reasons. And there are exceptions that they said, like maybe you've known them so long that like they're like a brother or sister to you. We're talking childhood. Yeah. Or you act more like acquaintances where like you see each other once every couple months or so. But if you mm. see the same person opposite sex. Every single day, sooner or later, one of them is going to feel something for the other and the other one might not, or maybe they will, but I just think it's human nature. I just agree. I I think guys are more likely to be fake to friends, to girls, because they just secretly want to bang them. Like, I I truly believe that, you know, but I I would love to be proven wrong. I really would. That's him. He says to every girl. So he's like, yeah, prove me wrong. You don't want to bang me. And they're like, you're so smart. And then, yeah. Right off your urge. I don't Jewish guy. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't believe girls and guys. Listen, I don't believe they can just be friends. A lot of my ex-boyfriends, actually the guy, my ex-boyfriend on the show who broke my heart in front of the whole world. Um, Shout out. Shout out to him. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry for that. But for instance, like he would always say, let's be friends, Chanel. And the thing with that is, man, you're right. 
they're kind of more fake about it than girls are. Women will be like, let's be friends. They mean it. They'll try to make an effort. They'll be like, let's go for coffee, but not have sex. So the guy's yeah. like, why the fuck do I need this? Then the guy will be like, let's be friends to try to be the hero. That like hero syndrome at the end where they feel guilty breaking up with you. So they're like, let's be friends, but they never come around. Or when you call them and you need them, they're never there because they're oh, on yeah. to their next girl. Or as a guy, so they use you yeah. to get to one of your friends. Or they, yes, that's happened yeah, you know to me I mean? before. Like getting, you're putting it in, you know what I mean? Like, oh, we're friends. I, you know, I don't want to, can you just, you know, what's your friend, uh, you know, Maria doing? Uh, you know, I will <laughs> say, like, I have several, like, acquaintances. I don't keep them as friends, but, like, acquaintances. Like, once every couple months, maybe grab a drink or just, how you doing? Cool. All right. Bye. How has, has the family? Cool. Like, they're still, like, within a reach, but they're not, like, in my orbit, I guess you could yeah. say. Yeah. Different guy, you know? Adam. Like, I don't know how you do that. Like, you're an odd duck. Because like, I'm a weirdo. Yeah, I couldn't do that. I have. A, well, no, I was going to tell you guys that my West Coast actually, you, might be able, you might be able to help me with this one because there's a guy in the comedy world. He was like telling me how he has a lot of girls that are friends. And then I thought when he asked me to hang out, it was kind of like a date, but you never know. Yeah. So when a guy has a lot of girls that are friends, is that a red flag? If, if he's trying to tell you, let's just be friends. Is that another red flag? If he's trying to give you this signal of like, mm. we're more. Like, doesn't that constant? I would think that maybe he just isn't into girls if he has a lot of girlfriends. Yeah, it could be gay. Is he gay? He's not gay, right? But he's not gay, he says. No, and no. I could see the way he looks at women. So it's yeah. like, isn't that ironic? Unless it could be like a sorry. No, no. You say, oh, yeah, go ahead. I would say it could be like a like a self ego thing. Like, yeah, yeah like I, well, I have all these girls around me. Like, I'm the fucking up. shit. Right. You know? yeah. yeah. It builds yeah, himself up. Really. You know? Right. Because why keep like you said, acquaintances, different story. That was my point to that. Acquaintances. Fine. Hey, I see you at a movie. Hey, whatever. I know yeah, that. Hey, like, maybe catch but up not on like I'm hanging out and watching Harry Potter constantly. Yeah. You know, yeah. constantly. And like I have plans. That's kind of like you're dating, but you don't want to admit you're dating. So you don't have the commitment or the attachment, I would say. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I have that's a what that, I like, mean of like girls and guys can't just be friends. He's like, I have a lot of friends. Trust me, we're just platonic. I'm like, uh, either you like her or she likes you. Stop yeah. the bullshit. Well, there's like yeah. a, there's a benefits thing that's like they're trying to put into place kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. Or the, the uh, or the uh, the go the uh, white knight when something goes wrong, like she dates a guy, I'll oh, be the yeah. you know swoop in and you know save the day. Yeah. But he, yeah, but here's the thing: why can't guys just say? I'm dating her. And if I don't like her anymore, I'm breaking up. Why do they have to play it safe and say that they're friends? That's a stupid. Did you not know this? Did nobody teach you? We're not intelligent species. We're like, if it wasn't, it goes for, both ways. For women, men wouldn't survive because we'd just be sitting there scratching our asses trying to figure out, you know, what, what time's the next football games on. When can I get bear on a it, it goes both ways, though. We we both damn well know there are women out there, too, who hold men in their orbit and they have yes, no interest of ever getting with yeah. them. But they tease them a little. True. They give yeah. them a little cookie like once the in a while to make him think that maybe he'll get something. But he won't. But he's a sucker and she's an asshole. So yes. <laughs> right? that's kind of how that is. A toxic relationship to me. But hey. yeah. Two each one's on. Right. <laughs> Whatever you yeah. do. That happens. is so true. You guys, you guys are. That's you, you guys are giving some good tips and advice here. This is no, gold. It's funny because Adam and I are in our late 30s. And uh, we if we could talk to our early 20s selves, I'm sure we'd give ourselves some good advice of what not not to do. But well, I, guess- I keep a I keep a lot close to the vest. I've known Artie for over 10 years and I, I've been through a lot that he doesn't even know in terms of yeah. relationships and girls I've been with. or whatever. Because I just 
I, here's the thing. Like I kind of have like a, I call it my, my five, like a five year, like stature limitations. Like I don't talk unless I know that person I will never hear from again. And then after five years, if I've never spoken to them, a hello, all the gossip about them comes out. Yeah. Like I'll right. say, Oh my God, this girl likes anal. This girl like was, <laughs> but prior to five, I won't say shit. I won't say nothing about that person. Good, bad. Stay tuned for five quiet. more years. I'll get the deep. Because <laughs> keeping quiet, I have learned, has gotten me so much more than me really? being a blabbermouth. Girl, girls love a guy who, I will say, like, the amount of, and this is kind of fucked up. This is kind of why my view on marriage is kind of tainted. The amount of women I have been around or with that have, were married is massive. I am convinced there is a secret organization of women who conspire to sleep with guys but maintain a happy marriage. Like I've they heard have no this. they have no interest in dumping their husbands. I'm not I was never looking to them to leave before. They they they're there's because women are more quiet about that. There's they, a girl they, watching like, the show right now who's like fuck Adam's no but it's true. <laughs> it's but it's called like women because because the way society treats women Women are yes. told that if you do all this, you're a slut. Guys, go yes. ahead, do whatever you want. So they're already programmed to keep quiet. So when Correct. they run into somebody who also is quiet, it's like, oh, my God, I can do whatever I want with this guy because he's not going to say anything. Right. Right. And you get the holy grail as a guy. You get so much. So keeping quiet in the end is, <laughs> is so much more beneficial as tempting it is to brag to your guy friends. It's just it's not worth it. But every guy does. Most guys do. I will not. I yeah, that's good. I mean, life. you definitely get 10 sexy points for that. Definitely well, keeping you. secrets. We love that. Yeah. You're right. Girls fucking love that. Yeah, but it also sucks for us when a guy keeps us a secret, you know? So it's like, it, you're right. True. It goes I can see ways. that. Yeah, yes. but I guess if you put that out in the front and the first thing, it'd be, hey, listen, this is the situation. And you put it. So if you're not leading the girl on and you'd be like, hey, lay all the rules out. And I yeah. know this is emotion that could grow. But I mean, but for the most part, like if you go, hey, listen, this is the deal. You're married. I'm married, you know, it is the way it's going to be. And then, yeah, you know, that backfires. I was stalked horribly, like almost 10 years ago. Like we're talking like lifetime movie stalked. You could have for real, movie. like, like she it came to your house. And yeah. uh, oh, we're talking police involved, yeah. possible straight. It was bad. Like death threats. We're Magical. talking like you have slept at your doorstep. Yes. Like real, death, like real death threats. Like I had a photo texted to an ex-girlfriend of mine. I, he would just, tr this person would troll on Twitter. I don't even know if it was the husband or the wife, right? Oh Actually, right. Sending photos of my outside door to my ex-girlfriend who I, I, I wasn't even with anymore, who was saying like, I'm going to wait for him and like kill yeah. him. And, like, and like, she, she, I was on good terms with her. She texted me. She's like, listen, uh, this person like texted me this photo of your front door and I called the police and then the police came to my, my apartment and I'm talking to them. I'm like, holy shit, this is fucked up. And I remember one time I'm, I'm at, I'm food shopping and I get a text message that said, you should be thankful for the guardian. I remember it word for it. You should be thankful. The guardian angel that looked over you at 10 54 AM while you were food shopping. It's the only thing that prevented me from slitting your throat. And oh. Right. And the thing is, it was a burner phone. You can't trace those. Yeah. Right. That's a fucking pussy move right there. I went to the police. I, they have these records. Maybe one day something really bad will happen and this person will get caught because they have the police have a smorgasbord of like, I know who it is, but I have nothing to prove. Next, that right? to, earth, to risk you getting your throat slashed. That's know, right. Wait, so have you told them I know who it is and they haven't checked it? Like it hasn't checked out that that's that person? There's nothing they can do. 
There's nothing they can do. But they're doing death threats. They're saying like- There's no proof. There's no proof. It's anybody. You can give names, but there's no reason for them to do anything. There's nothing can happen. There's no proof. So how do you, this is what I've always wanted to know because I've kind of been like a dream of mine. I know it sounds sick to have someone that obsessed with you, but is it (laughs) like, obviously you went through a lot. You know what I mean? Like, so is it and is it not? It's funny now at the time, not, but you know that like, like, I'm like, okay, somebody wants to make a lampshade out of me. All right. <laughs> right. And it's, it's, it's funny now in the moment though, because here's the thing, it's affecting other people. I know too, people who care about me right. because I know they're contacting other people somehow through social media. This is why I have no social media other than like my YouTube channel, but I don't use my name really. Like, cause I'm kind of scarred from all that now because of like course. someone finding going somehow finding out people who I know and somehow like, looking through their stuff to try to track me down. That's a lot That's of work. traumatizing. I mean, I, I, I had something similar happen recently, but they didn't go as far as like doing that death threats, but they could have, if I allowed, you know what I mean? I feel like oh, well, how far did that go? How far did that go? Some person, which I still don't know if it was a real guy or a girl or it could be anybody, some person on Instagram posed as a fan that they were a fan, but I didn't know where they found me from. They're like, I found you from Instagram or they made it so shady. Like someone took a photo of me and put it on OnlyFans naked. That's how I felt. Like someone just found me on a porn site, even though I'm not. But you know <laughs> yeah. that feeling when someone's like, I, I found you, but I'm not going to tell you from where. You know, oh, people shit. are like, oh, I found you from princesses or, oh, your stand up or, oh, I, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So this guy messages me under some name. And he starts saying, I'm a fan. I work for Victoria's Secret and I want to send you some lingerie. And at first I'm like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> this is fucking bizarre. First of all, no man in their life has ever offered to send me lingerie, let alone some random stranger, not even my ex-boyfriends, you know, no matter what it is. So I'm like, okay, this is definitely a fetish. This is very bizarre. Like he's like trying to offer off a hundred. Ooh, okay. Yeah, like who... Who offers someone they don't even know, even if it is a celebrity or whatever, right. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay, cool. And I, I was such a, like, you know, I'm a smart girl, but sometimes you're naive. You're running around. You don't realize you're talking to fans. Mm. You want them to know you're a real person, which is why I'm in severe therapy of like not having to prove to everyone that you're their friend, because this, it could get, you could get into dangerous situations. Like what you, you know, what Adam went through and what I'm going through, or whatever. So he basically also said, he posed again and he texted me. He asked me for my number. Don't ask me why I gave it. I was compelled to give it to him. I gave it to him. He's like, let me send you like a uh, bustier bras, which I needed at the time for this outfit. Cause I was going on watch what happens live again. My fault for like <laughs> thinking this guy is like someone like, who's going to help me thought maybe he said he's the marketing director. I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me, yeah. let me trust him. He's like, send me photos of yourself. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, Chanel, I'm I've, like, told, I've told girls I was a minor league baseball player for the Portland Seahawks. <laughs> So yeah. if you really want, if a guy really puts his mind to it, he really convinced himself that he's, you know, something else so. from that person. Right. And, but like, it was my fault to not be like, dude, like, why would I send him photos of like my outfit? Why would I even yeah. text, let him have my number? Like, those are things that people out there, whether you're a celebrity or not, or a public figure or not, you shouldn't really be giving that information because you don't know where you're going to end up. Yep. You can literally have a stalker situation, a dangerous situation. So anyway, he basically said to me that it was his uncle's Instagram. He was very shy to like tell me who he really was. So it was like a captive situation. And and then he sent me another photo of another. It was, he basically emailed me from two different names, stalked me every day, was like, I'm in love with you. I think you're beautiful. Uh, I wanted, I was like, okay, well, 
then do you want to take me out on a date? Like, who yeah. are you really? Yeah, yeah. The catfish yeah. guy showed up, right? And he had a uh, nine. What his name was over there? He's like, hey, what's up? It's like you're being catfished right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I just was like, you know, who is this? I'm, you know, I didn't know who it was. And they were literally, they would call me from the same number or private and like breathe and hang up. Then they would say that it was just a very bizarre situation. But I guess I, because I blocked him so many times, he mm. isn't around. But like, again, that could have been like him calling me or showing up at my house or threatening to kill me God. if I didn't, if I allowed those messages to come through is my point. And I think too, it's like so much work. Like hypothetically, I thought like, if I wanted to stalk somebody, mm. I don't have that kind of time. No, no one like, has- I got a- I gotta factor in gas money sources, and meals. You know what I mean? It's like you gotta rig you gotta figure out like you gotta know where they are, you gotta take some time. I know, right? You know, it's just yes, like it's getting expensive. I mean, hard. it is a you're right. It's a full I mean, Artie, did you have you ever stalked someone or has no has everything? Yeah, I mean stalk people all the time, but that's besides the point. They're local, they're usually close by. I don't I don't stalk anyone that goes out of my way out of a 10 mile radius of downtown Boston. Right. There you go. Out of yeah. the no, but yeah. like I mean, I thought about stalking people before, but I, I mean, I never followed through because well, yeah. you have and they just don't know. Maybe the Tony from the Portland Sea Dogs was stalking them and they just don't. Tony Sagittarius. Tony that was a oh, sabotage. That's scary. Sabotory. You never know. That's uh, really scary. I mean, it's flattering, but it's scary. I, I, I used to always be like, oh, it'd be so flattering if someone's obsessed with you, but not someone who crosses you don't a line at some point. I want to be stalked. I still haven't stalked it. My wife doesn't even stalk me, and I'm a little upset about that. My- <laughs> All right, do you want me to one day like turn it on? I'll stalk. stalk you. I'll send you I, letters for you to one. I just want a picture. I want a picture of me going into the Dunkin' Donuts at seven thirty in Charlestown and be like, "I'm watching you right now." And I'd be All like, right. Yeah. "All yeah. right, buddy." Like, that's what I want. Like, I just want someone to be like, "Oh, someone's like kids." Right. Like, All right, buddy, you got it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but you're gonna forget about this conversation sometime between now and five years from now. I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna get a burner phone, and I'm gonna do all this. I'm gonna keep doing. I'm going to be so, gonna, no, no, I'd probably be like, what the fuck? <laughs> By the way, you guys are giving me a lot of Ben Affleck and Matt Damon vibes. Do people tell you guys that? Sometimes. We get the Boston thing. We had some girl right. a few weeks ago who just wanted us to talk. She just sat there and she's like, I'm like, borderline orgasmic right now here. And you guys have a conversation. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what else would you like? You're to- the Matt Damon Ayo. and uh, Ben Affleck of podcasting right now. I'd like his paycheck. That'd well, be thank nice. you. Yes. <laughs> on your on. So you do a show for iHot. Have you? So have yeah. you Chanel in the city. Matt Damon or, or Ben Affleck at all? You know, I I ran into them before on like the red carpets interviewing them, but they haven't been on the podcast yet. But you know who's been on Chanel in the city, which is a, a big dream of mine and crazy. Kevin Bacon, who okay. um, grew up near Boston, but also yeah. has just done a movie and a show that takes place in Boston. Um, I think his wife that's is on, from around here. But yeah, that stars on it, and his wife is from around there. And that was pretty cool. Um, but no, I would love to have Matt Damon and Ben Affleck one day. You know, I'm 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 growing the podcast. Chanel in the City started because after Princesses, I really wasn't getting a lot of opportunities. I was kind of being typecasted. Mm-hmm. And so I, what would make me feel better, I was like going through a big mental health, depression, anxiety type of thing that a lot of people don't talk about after reality TV. Because you feel like you're used in a way. You feel like you're like, oh, you're a puppet and then nobody wants to be around you. And so that could screw with your mental health. And I would go to these restaurants and this, I was very big and known for nightlife uh, before the show. Like everyone knew that if um, they needed to get into a hot club or a hot restaurant, they could go through me. I had a lot of resources and access to nightlife. And so I basically would go to these restaurants and these cool places and get them to 
give my audience a discount where they can live this lifestyle vicariously through me, but on a budget. Mm-hmm. And they can literally, it's like a, a guide. Like they don't have to go and research anything. I can let them know, hey, hey, these are the five places where you're also going to get celebrity spottings because they were very obsessed, my audience, with celebrities. And where mm-hmm. do I get to find them? Where do I get to see them? Because I would mm-hmm. always see the celebrities. You know, I work with them a lot. And then we also have celebrities on the podcast talking about a lot of Bravo people, people who have been on Bravo because I was on Bravo, talking about like how they got to where they got and the obstacles they had to overcome and what they had to do or, or where they had to work in the city to to get to that point. So. So, yeah, we've had like a really, really good run where we're, we have like a lot of big celebrities, Kevin Bacon, Cedric, the entertainer, um, Luann De La Seps from Housewives of New York. If you guys love Housewives, I love the Housewives. Um, you love the housewives? I'm a big Beverly Hills fan. That's my Are uh, you? That's my dirty uh, little secret. I love that. Oh, so we had sudden strack on. You would have loved oh, that. Oh, yeah. That's my uh that's my go-to at the end of the night. I'll kind of go through and if I Beverly Hills or uh, Orange County, those are my two favorite right there. Orange County. We actually have um Bronwyn who was in the last season on Orange County, Bronwyn Wyndham Burke. Okay. She's on um she's going to be on the podcast soon to talk about like how she transitioned. You know, she was she was married with seven kids and now she's came out as full lesbian. So that's an interesting, yeah, interesting interview that's coming out. How did you get that hooked up with iHot? How did that work out when you were? So I had a radio show on, which a lot of people don't know on, on 106.1 BLI, which was on iHeartRadio. Okay. It was like the Z100 of Long Island or a popular radio, like any popular radio station. Was Opie from Opie and Anthony on that back in like the early 90s was that his yes okay yes yes and you guys get it in boston the station runs connecticut boston new york long island but mostly upper yeah us and that was on iheart so i would be the night girl i did um i i worked overnights i started on the overnight so midnight to like 5 a.m and then i um started getting the 7 to to 12 show so i was like the main dj 7 to midnight I would have my gossip like pop culture segment because a lot of the DJs didn't really know how to factor in news. So my boss would let me do that. And I actually also that's when I started Chanel in the City. So we would give some glimpse of Chanel in the City. And, you know, at the time, right before this was right before COVID, I remember my boss was like, listen, you know, there's a lot of hierarchy in radio. Terrestrial radio is also like a man's world. It's not much of a woman's world. And he knew I was very ambitious that I wanted to be top New York radio. I want it to be during the day. Those are the best slots. And he said, look, right now we don't have anything to offer you. You know, you're always welcome back, but if you want to do, you want to focus on the podcast, we'll let you have your own segment on iHeart. You know, if that's something that you, you know, you've worked hard, you've earned your dues, but I don't have something to offer you from like a two to 6 PM slot right now. So that's the thing. I always say, I don't quit radio. Like I still freelance for certain radio stations, but to get a full-time gig in radio and be considered like the top voice of the New York is going to take time. So that's how was the negotiation. And then he saw that I was bringing a lot of celebrities on my own. I was doing the bookings on my own. I was producing on my own. So he said, look, let's try out a segment. Let's have you have your own show on iHeartRadio. So you're not going to be on one specific station. I'll be on all this. Like it'll be on the whole app and run through the stations and then the podcast. And um, yeah, and then it's been growing for two years, almost three years now. Awesome. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, radio, especially in New York, the market's tough as hell. I mean, it's so I, tough. yeah, I mean, I got into radio in college when I was at, uh, I started at UMass Lowell because of Howard Stern, because I wanted to be, then Opie and Anthony, those are like the guys I wanted to be. Oh, like. right. Yes. Yes. I ran my show for years like that and just try to try to get like the taste of it. 
and if the FCC cracking down, everything being so tight, you know, and, um, you know, we were podcasting probably, I was podcasting my shows back in 2006, you know, Holy before shit. when podcasts first, you know, existed and we were just running them off the server at the college and stuff. And I mean, so we've been going back for, you know, 15 years now, but now all of a sudden now it's just like a whole, it's like, no, no one really. I would like to say, but like a terrestrial radio, unless you listen to like sports, live sports or something like that, people just getting the shit on demand now. You know, it's like, it's yeah. like, I want to, or the more. Well, that's the thing. I, I that's the thing. Sorry. I was resent. I, I not resented. I regretted some at times. I'm like, did I make the right decision? Because mm-hmm. radio, you're right. It, because we've been so like, we progressed so much and it's all about digital. And it's, I thought to myself, if I go now where podcasts are popular or where, you know, iHeart is still giving me a chance to be on their platform and I can do whatever I want. Do I take that or do I still continue with the conglomerate and with the corporate, mm-hmm. but then still get my name? Cause they're the ones who push your name out there if they want you to win, but it's yeah. them picking you versus you picking them, which is you're right. Podcasting, you get to pick what you want to do. Exactly. And people get to listen whenever they want. If it was two o'clock in the morning, whether it's on their way to work or while they're at work, you know what I mean? It's like, right. And it's, it's weird because like, I always dreamt of being like morning guy on kiss on a late up in Boston, you know, yes. in the morning's joint, you know? And like, that was like the goal. And then it's like, well, like, so people only really listen, you know, like Howard Stern said, the average listener listens to 45 minutes, you know, because that's when they're driving in the car. They're not ever tuning back in once they leave. So you're always repeating stories and stuff. It's a repetitive thing in the morning. And nowadays you could go sit in your office. You could sit there for eight hours and you could just go through every podcast you have and listen to the entire thing and actually get way more information and be way more entertained than you were if you just listen to a, you know, an FM or an AM frequency. And it's kind of it's kind of like disturbing to a point where, like, for us, who grew up like listening and admiring radio. Yeah. Like now this is gone. And then the generation after us doesn't even listen to radio anymore. It's kind of like, damn, like I remember that was a big deal. Like to be on the, the radio was like a huge thing. Was a, yeah. I mean, that's like you what you're saying. I drew I dream to be like the Z100 girl, the KTU girl. And then I see some of my friends doing it who are a little older. So they're from the old school generation. And then they see me kind of like using new school. And I'm like, did I make the right decision? Did, yeah. But my dream was also to be my own name. You know, so it's like, what do you sacrifice? What do you choose? What do you give up? What do you go for? What do you continuously go for? Do you know what I'm saying? I feel like that's where I'm at, where I'm like, I want to do it all. And I want to, ma- I want to, I think we could all do it all. I think we could figure yeah. out a way to do it all. You know, well, I agree. I think, I think, in, and actually to be smart is to capitalize and be ahead of the game and be able to do all the different avenues. You know what I mean? Cause it's actually, it's, it's nicer these days because now you have, you can do YouTube, you can do Facebook, you could do, audio only you could do video i mean there's a hundred different things you can do and it's the same content and just now you really broaden your horizon to whatever someone's specific like uh like is right whether they prefer to watch or whether they prefer to listen to it and stuff and like you know it's like it's like the trades right like be electricians or plumbing they're like the ages are getting older and older and older and no one else is doing the work and eventually that, that number is going to disappear and you're going to have no one listening to FM radio anymore, you know, and they're going to be broadcasting. It's going to be like something out of like, uh, like, a, you know, one of those zombie movies, like there's going to be someone like broadcasting like an FM frequency and no one's listening to it, except for like this one person in a bunker somewhere up in like Maine. And he's like, yeah, we're broadcasting. We're still alive. We could still survive and make it. You know, it's like, meanwhile, yeah. listen to a podcast that came out five years ago. They're like, oh, is, hey, listen to this guy. He's pretty funny. You know, then they binge listen, you know, but. I know that's the way to do it. I think these days. So I think you did the smart approach because 
Thank you. You know, everyone I've talked to, I have a, I have a buddy who's on who's on radio out in Vegas, and he and he even says that FM radio is kind of like a dying breed. It's like it really is. You no, know, and they try doing like the mic FM type thing, thing where they had like it's your podcast on the radio, and people still don't really buy it because they still just I could just listen to my own podcast. Why am I listening to a guy who's picking my podcast for me? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's just like I don't. Know, the attention span of people these days is so small that you like can't. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's like it sucks fun. because morning radio and afternoon drive was like the shit. Like that's like, I like I that still, was what I grew up on. You know, that's yeah. like I feel like I still try to like look forward to it. But you're right with podcasting. It's sometimes there's so much um, opportunity, options, selection right. that you, you lose track. You're like, you know, there have been so many times I remember driving to college and I'm sitting in the parking lot. I'm intentionally late for class because Howard Stern is doing some something on you know. Uh, WBCN and when the, you know we're listening in the morning, he's just hanging us on. I'm like, I'm gonna be late for class, but I don't give a shit. I get I gotta hear what this guy's gonna say. What the hell is he gonna say? You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah. You know, you're just waiting and waiting and waiting. But like those days now, you just go and listen to it later on. You just log online and be like, oh, I'll just catch it later. You know, it's like, but I don't know. Radio, like you, you know, you appreciate the out of radio. I love radio. I think that's like, love radio. Yeah, it's a great thing. It's unfortunately unless something happens unless there's a new technology that comes out or whatever like but i think it's a dying you know you know dying you guys think it's going to be around as popular even with music like because it's am radio will always be around because people still like to get their news i think it's going to be like for example i only watch tv i watch live sports and i watch news on live right everything else on demand you know movies tv shows whatever and I think that people will still always get their live sports and they'll always get their news on the radio if they don't get it on TV because they need to know what's going on right now. And it's just one of those things for anything entertainment purposes. I think it's going to be more on demand type stuff, podcasts and, you know, but see, I think every, I have this thing where I think everything happens in these cycles. Right. And I think what's going to happen is kind of like now you have all these fucking streaming apps like, oh, you got Tubi, you have Netflix, you have Hulu, you have. And then eventually everyone's going to get sick of all this shit and go, oh, it's only you know what? I'm just going to go fucking back to cable. It's true. Right. Yeah, Every, you know, and this, I think the same thing will. I don't know when, but will eventually happen with radio. Oh, fuck. I got, it's like Spotify. All these fuck. I got to stream through all these goddamn yeah. podcasts. Right. Fuck it. I'm just going to listen to the goddamn radio. Yeah. It's going to come right back in a circle. Everything. Yeah. Happened. And then eventually go back to podcasts. I think there will be. Yeah. You might be right. You know? That makes sense. The back and forth is always with forms of media. Right. Because it's right. you got to get your media every, in different ways. I mean, I listen every I listen to everything. TV, radio, uh, podcasts, you know, digital. I mean, you have to be up with that, you mm-hmm. know, because you never know where the news is coming from. And you get college kids these days collecting records. Like they're like going to the record store and buying records. It's like, I know, right? That's coming so back now. Something that the but I, is like, you know, but I also realized with podcasting, like what I, what I kind of like would fight with my boss at, not fight because he was actually always open-minded. He would always like listen to my suggestions. It was the other DJs that weren't loving the suggestions because they were so used to the formula, the, the hustle, the, you know, this is how we did it. And mm-hmm. so I think with podcasting now with Chanel in the city, I have more freedom. I don't have to run it by anyone. Yeah. I mean, I don't advise that for everyone. If someone's dream is to be just on radio and they could take, you know, constructive criticism and they can do what the boss wants them to do. Great. But I think that's where we differed. I wanted to do certain, you know, I wanted to bring certain celebrities that people weren't talking about as much that were breaking news stories that the radio didn't even care to feature. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a minute, isn't this something you should feature? Like, you know what I mean? Like I would fight for stories 
that now I get on Chanel in the City, I can push the press on it. I can, I can make it matter. I can try as best as I can to bring attention with my followers about it, you know. Yeah. Oh, that sure. yeah. And it's, it's, it's definitely a way to branch out and definitely attract more people, and especially, with, you know, being on demand, social network and stuff like that. You can actually get what you want to do. And it's, it's a little more, I feel like a little more accessible, especially coast to coast rather than if you listen to FM or any radio aspect and you're only really focused on whatever, you know, you know, network they were in, you know, but. I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? I mean, we'll, we're trying it out. We're see, right. We're, yeah. we're learning as we go. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, what? the next generation of kids going to come out and be like, I really like AM radio. I, something about <laughs> like, the sounds, something about the low quality bandwidth of the sound is really, really gets me. You know, I, mean? like, I really yeah, like, like the CB. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The CB radio and I AM like radio will be the thing of the, of the 2030s. Everyone's going to be buying CB radios and AM radios. And it's going to be great. And, and, you know, people like us will be like, oh, we already know we're getting that stuff. Really? <laughs> no problem at all. We got this. <laughs> I, I, I do have one random question since we're getting towards the end of the show here. I feel like I already I want to ask this at the end of every show now, just randomly at the end. Yeah. OK. All right. So, Chanel, if, if you yeah. could go into a blockbuster video right now, what movie would you run? Oh, great question. Um, does it have to be something I haven't watched or just anything? Anything, anything. Yeah. Even if I've watched it a million times. It doesn't matter. It could be a favorite. It could be a curiosity thing. Because you remember how dork. cool it was to go to rent a movie. And you yeah, made I, I'm a movie dork. So yeah. that, that's my thing. So, okay. Yeah. I would love, I just have this nostalgia of like Scream. Scream is one of my favorite movies. The original first one. Okay. I love it. <laughs> I feel like you have to go to Blockbuster. It's like, or any video store because Blockbuster is out right now. You have it's just like classic to rent scream. I remember going to the video stores back in the day, renting that movie, like having that great feeling and those, you know, goosebumps where you're like, oh, and and the director's Wes Craven, right? Yes, that was the first movie I ever snuck into, actually. And I actually that the new one's coming out in January. I don't know how I feel about it. Let's sneak in. Let's go to the movies and sneak in. Well, they're coming out too. I should come, you know what? I should make a trip to Boston. We should you go should. to the movies together. Yeah, in January. Ooh, yeah, okay. when, we'll when Scream 5. I should do that. We should all hang out and go to. That'd I be fucking hilarious. I love yeah. road tripping. I'll, I'll bring I mean, already out of Go see Scream 5. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a great excuse to come back. I'm like, boys, I'm here. And we That's can go right. see the. I have uh, my Phillips head screwdriver. We'll pop the door in the back of the movie there in Danvis. We'll sneak in. We'll see that. We'll go see it. Great. We'll be like old school times. You know what I mean? The people like, you guys sneak in? I'm like, no, nah, we pay. What are we talking about? We're adults. We're sneaking in the movies. That, that would be great, though. Yeah. That would be fun. We got it. Let's plan that. I, I'm yeah. down. I'm, I would I'll fucking love it. You, sure. you can go to my channel and leave a comment. I'll get in contact with you. We could, uh, you yes. We set that up for sure. Cool. Yeah. Well, Chanel, thanks for coming with us. Uh, where can we get it? Tell us where we can, anyone can listen to you and, you know. Oh, sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. You guys are really cool guys. I wish you were in New York. Oh, the fucking guys here. They could learn something from you. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. But you can follow me at Chanel Omari on all social media platforms, um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, my fam, my Facebook fan page, Chanel in the city. I answer all DMs there. You can listen to the podcast Chanel in the city on iHeartRadio on the iHeartRadio app, wherever you get your iHeartRadio stations, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, all podcast platforms. And you can listen to me on these fabulous uh, on this fabulous podcast, the Artie 84 show with your boys, Artie, DJ Artie and uh, Adam, your boy who gets stalked every day, every <laughs> night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're about to make a rap. We're about to make a rap. If you guys come to New York, listen, it's dangerous. These girls will eat you up. 
Okay. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> okay, you have a good time. Oh, and check out my stand up. You guys got to come also. You know, maybe when I come out there for a week in Boston, we do the movies. I'll do a, um, a comedy show out there. And you guys can either see me there or when you're in New York, you could see my stand up at Broadway Comedy Club. We do a, a live Chanel in the City presents the all star comedy show where we had the housewives of every franchise there. We have celebrities um, come in. We have a lot of celebrity comics on the dope lineup. Mark Norman, we had Cedric the Entertainer. We've had Tommy Davidson. So there's a bunch, you know, I want you guys to come. We'll, you know, I'll treat you VIP. It'd be cool. Check it out. Sounds good. I will get to actually. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Bring your wife, bring your kids, bring your girlfriend, bring your stalkers. There you go. <laughs> bring the stalkers. <laughs> there you go. Well, Chanel, thank you very much for joining. Right, Chanel. Nice like, you. Thank you guys. Send me the clips. Um, I'll promote them. For yeah. sure. All right. Awesome. Okay. Bye. Don't worry, everyone. The ID 84 show. That was it. That was really good. She was, was oh my God. I, way yeah. better than I anticipated. She was really cool. You know, Adam, that always seems to be the way, right? We always, I love it. You know, I love it. I, love those the are the moments the I love being proven wrong. I love it. She was she was awesome to talk to. And we have a Scream 5 date. Right. And we're going to sneak into the theater. We got we to break in. We got to do something. I don't want to kick that because I actually really want to see it. Well, let's steal something. Maybe we'll steal the bottle of booze we sneak into the theater with us. You know what I mean? Maybe. It's like, what's that movie? It was like that episode of Seinfeld where they were like, Doing something, the guy's like, I get it. Oh, we're not stealing it. And he's like, No, but I gotta steal something. So he stole the like battery for it. You know what I mean? So we can do I've that. been in those positions. You know, Chanel Mari. Uh, we so once uh New York City becomes normal again, um, we should go there. Because they're a little not uh, we I feel like we have a, a lot of reasons right to now. go there. I feel there's yeah. a lot of reasons for us to go there. We keep we keep uh you know uh I keep sending our uh, demo to uh radio stations in New York thinking it will get picked up sometime. So you know everyone's well, we, uh, we're email. close. We're supposed to have DJ Goya. <laughs> have you talked to <laughs> what happened? That was, the, was what the hell was that? It was, like, it was Jersey. Was it Jersey? Yeah, because I remember I'm the one who took the call. Remember? <laughs> I, I, you, you were sending him tapes. He, he's in Jersey, like very close to where my brother is. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You stopped yeah. doing that, huh? Well, they stay. They I kept sending <laughs> stuff, and then at one point I started sending stuff, and it was getting like returned to send it. Huh. So I figured something bad happened. Maybe they went. And I didn't want to ask any questions. Maybe they just blocked us. I don't know. Who knows? We should have sent your brother to go find out. I, you know, I wish I remembered that when we had your brother on a few weeks ago. Like, I'd be like, hey, can you go so, track down GJ Goya Bean? See what he's up to. GJ Goya. I do think we'd be very good in New York if we could only just get the opportunity. You know what I mean? I think so. Because, you know, like she said, New York is love our accents, you know? Then, Ad, then Eric would be like, oh, don't forget about me. That wasn't. Oh, no. He'd be afraid to get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be afraid to get murdered. He wouldn't come. Are we supposed to go with a, in February? Are we supposed to take a road trip? Um, yes. No. Yeah. 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 For sure. For a hockey game. Yeah. Yeah. Is that still happening? It. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm down for it. I'm not yeah. driving my our boss's car down to Florida. I could figure out. Oh, that's that's going to be on the clock, though. So that's going to be. A, I just told Sue today. I was like, yeah, by the way, I might be gone for a few days in uh, January. She's like, why are you going? I'm like, I go, uh, I go, I was. Half joking, but half serious talking to Joe while driving this kind of on to Florida. And then, like, as the weeks have gone on, it's been like week three now. It's like now it's like I'm probably going to be driving this guy on to Florida. So, hmm. you know, and then probably drafting for five hours at night and driving and no sleep, just driving down. Like, <laughs> well, he's secretly getting frustrated because he wants us to chip away at November. I heard I overheard I 
was listening, but pretended I wasn't listening because George was telling me something today. So, yeah, you know, because he got rid of the other people. Yeah. So it's just us. So. Who's next? <laughs> I take a sabbatical for two months. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And we have a company party tomorrow at the office. That's going to be interesting. It could be really interesting. It could be really dull. So it's going to be one or the other. It's going to be two extremes. I don't think it's going to be in the middle. To be honest with you. We'll see. We'll see. But all right, sir. Uh, how's the uh, whirlwind going? Good. Just, uh, not really. Just chipping away at my next video, editing it. Like I said, it's already all been filmed. I just have yeah. to keep editing. And I just. You get it in the can, as they say. It's all in the can. It's all in the can. Yeah, which is a real. And then um, I'm I'm drafting another one that I actually think is going to be more interesting. I don't know if anybody will watch it. I think it's one of those ones that's going to grow more over time. But it's just like, are people are movies going to die? Because like we kind of mentioned earlier, attention spans. Are people going to be in the future willing to sit through an hour and a half, two hours to watch a movie because our attention spans are getting lower, and that's scary. It's funny you said that because I have a friend who who does a lot of shot movies, and we talked about it a few times on the show, and. I like the 25 minute movie. And I think I'm I all right, I'm torn. I could watch Casino, which is two and a half hours long, Great and film. not be bored. But it's a yeah. really good movie that has a lot of information, right? You gotta know what you're doing. Like yeah. Right, like exactly. It's a in and I think he lost it a little bit with the Irishman. I think that was a little too long because it lost God. me a little bit. Like a and I thought it was work. a little I thought there was a lot of stuff that could have been cut out of that to make it still but like Goodfellas Casino, I could watch those movies no problem at all. Even Godfather, Godfather, I could watch that. You know, long ass movies. But there's, I think the magic number for a comedy is like eighty minutes, maybe ninety yeah, minutes. Oh, a comedy for sure. Right. Yeah, a comedy should be um, no more than an hour and a half. A short film, a twenty-five minute short film, I could be invested into it and be very invested into it. Yeah, it, it, it could be the magic number because most sitcoms are like are twenty-five minutes long, right? Twenty to twenty-five. No, that's minutes true. Long. Which is our attention span, I think. I think it takes a magical director to be able to make you stay longer than that, which Scorsese does pretty well. It's um, only going to get harder. But or, or the Coen brothers do it as well as well. But then I, oh, did the Coen brothers turn to the Coen sisters? Was this a true story? No, you're that- thinking the Wachowskis, the Wachowski brothers. They turned to the Wachowski sisters. That's right. Okay. Yeah, they, all, they both went through sex changes. We'll talk about the Matrix and stuff. Yeah. Oh, the Matrix. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. The Matrix movie. We'll talk about that next week. But uh, yeah. thank God the Coen brothers then turned to the Coen sisters because they make good movies. I think everybody still made good movies as girls too, but who knows? Maybe a little bit different perspective, but. I watched. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna watch the Big Lebowski after this. So, go for it, buddy. My night tonight. All right, sir. Well, thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you guys next week. Toodaloo, motherfuckers. Bye. All right, and we'll see you later. Facebook. Bye.